You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Put on the armor of God. It's interesting that the scripture gives it to us in that way, like clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus, as he would say, say in Colossians 3, verse 12 and 13. Clothe yourself. Put on. In other words, it's something you have to take upon yourself out of your union with him. It's something you need to take for the situation that you're in or for the life that's been entrusted to you to live to his praise and glory. Here in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The Lord Jesus gives you an example of what it means to put on the armor of God. Of course, he lived in it. He is the very armor of God. He is salvation. His name, Jesus, means salvation, the helmet of salvation. He is salvation. He is our righteousness. He is our righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. He is the word of God, the sword of the spirit. He is the faith, the faith of the son of God, Galatians 2.20, is the shield of faith. He is the truth. He says in John 14, I am the truth, right? John 14, verse six. And he is the gospel. He is the good news, the feature of the preparation of the gospel. So Jesus Christ is it, but yet he shows you He says in John 14, verse 30, I will not talk with you much more, for the prince, the evil genius ruler of the world, is coming, and he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him. He has no power over me. I will read it again. He has no claim on me. He's coming. He has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There's nothing in me that belongs to him. He has no power over me. Oh, I meditate on that, meditate on it, and I pray it and think it and believe it. I think to put on the armor of God is to know I've been purchased with the blood of Jesus. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It is not my own. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. Satan has no claim on me. He cannot harass my body. He cannot afflict it and torment it. He cannot attack it with illness or disease. No, that doesn't mean he won't try. Ignoring the devil does not make him go away. Acting like he doesn't exist or isn't there does not make him go away. Leaving him alone saying, I don't talk about him, I don't go there, I leave the devil alone, doesn't mean he'll leave you alone. No, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and to devour, Jesus says in John 10. So you need to not think he won't come. Jesus lived holy, and he says, the devil's coming for me. The devil's coming for me. Jesus lived holy. Jesus lived undefiled. Jesus lived blameless. 
Living holy and blameless does not mean the devil doesn't come. It just means when he comes, he has no claim on you. He has nothing in common with you. There's nothing you do in your lifestyle that serves him. There's nothing you do in your thinking or speaking or acting that serves him. I one time was being attacked with hate. Now, I know from the scripture in 1 John that he who hates is yet in darkness. He who hates, hates does not know the love of the Father because God is love. He who says he loves God but hates his brother is a liar, it says there. So no, no, I will not hate anybody. No, I will not hate. Bless those who hate you, the Bible says. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 and 6 and Luke chapter 6. So no, I will not hate. I will not do it. No, no matter how unkind, cruel, mean, how much they took advantage of how much they robbed me. I will not hate. I just won't do it. No, no. But hate kept coming and kept coming for two years. And I would resist it and it would go. And I would resist it and it would go. So one night, there it was, three o'clock in the morning. I usually wake up and worship God for a second at three. There's that hate. And it's pulling. I could feel its presence. And I would... What I would do otherwise, I would say, thank you, Father, for your love, God, in my heart and mind. I thank you for your peace, Father, and for your blood. And it would go away. This time, I said, Father, what is it in me that makes this hate find me when Colossians 3 verse 4 says that I'm hidden with Christ in your bosom? How can it find me? And the Lord spoke to me on the spot and said, do not feel he owes you. And he went into me and took a certain way of thinking out of my heart that I did not realize was there because it expressed itself in ways that it was, that it hid itself in me. And the Lord took it out of me and it changed my nature inwardly. You see, I do believe, friends, for us to be armed The Lord has to work inside of our hearts to arm us. The Lord armed me from that day. The hate never came back again. Never came back. The opposite. I live. I live to love. No, that's my law. The law of Christ is love as I love. John 15 verse 9 through verse 13. The law of Christ is the love. Galatians 6 says... And so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ is to love. That's it. And I live by that law. That law governs my whole way of thinking and acting. And it corrects me when offense or irritation bites me or tries to poison me. And tries to grab me and and enforce itself, its feelings upon me. No, I break its power off of me. No, I will not hate. I will love. I will not curse. I will bless. I will not do evil. I will not avenge myself. I commit everything into the hands of my loving Father and pray for mercy for them and forgiveness. No, these are the laws that guard your life. But these armors can only begin to manifest themselves in you when you allow God inwardly to keep you and to uphold you with his character and nature. And so Jesus said, the prince, the evil genius, 
ruler of this world is coming for me, but he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There's nothing in me that belongs to him, is what I'm talking about. Yes? And then he says he has no power over me, but Satan is coming, and I do as the Father commandment commanded me so that the world may know and be convinced that I love the Father. For us to truly know the armor of the Lord guarding and keeping our spirit, soul and body from the demonic attacks that are prevalent in this world, afflicting people with anger feelings, offense feelings, temper tantrums, lust feelings, and evil, unclean desires, unholy desires, lustful nying, that you cannot be in a group of people as, as a man and see women and not look at them in an inappropriate way. That is the devil's work. That is the demonic influence of the spirit of this world. You say, oh man, you, you mean pastor? I could be free from that? Yes, 100%. You can live completely free. That you can honor women and not connect on that way. I'm talking to you men and you women, it's the same. You mean I can live free from that? 100%, completely, totally free, happy. Where you can love people for who they are without looking at them in an inappropriate way. Even if they dress inappropriately, you don't even go there. You keep your heart free and if you could feel it's trying to send you a little signal look at me look at me you immediately notice it because you live holy you live in the power of Christ you're armed with his holiness you're armed with his righteousness you're armed with his purity the life of the son of God in you is manifesting outside of you clothing you with his anointing and power yes Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I am so grateful. I know that this is real because I live in the joy of it myself every day, every day. Now, this scripture, my Bible, is circled, has arrows on it, and has other scriptures on the side. I find this scripture so powerful. When Moses, this is Exodus 18, when Moses came out of Egypt with the children of Israel, and the Lord had shown his strong hand by delivering them from the oppression and torment and evil slavery under Pharaoh. When the Lord had brought them out, Egypt is the world. Pharaoh, in that sense, is a representation of the devil. In that sense, not in every Pharaoh, don't misunderstand, but in that sense, because this was not the Pharaoh that knew Joseph. So he didn't know Christ. Joseph was an example of Christ. And here he had afflicted, tormented, and been cruel to the people of God. He even had them kill their babies and all of that. It is pretty demonic, all of this, right? With all the oppression, all the torment, all the evil going on there. And when Moses came out with the children of Israel, his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, came to meet him and said to him in verse 11 of Exodus 18, now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods. For in the very thing in which they behaved proudly, he was above them. You see, pride 
is the very essence of Satanism. Pride against God. Pride against God's character, His nature, His way, His love, His sweetness, His trust, His peace, His goodness. It's a pride against it, an arrogance against it. You, you want to step on it. You want to, you feel it, they're threatening. It's a torment. Pride gets tormented by the beauty of holiness. Pride gets tormented by the beauty of humility. Pride gets tormented, and that arrogance of demonic influence exalted itself against God's people who were to embody his meekness, his gentleness, his loneliness. And it was an important school for Israel. That's why God allowed it, because he wanted to raise them up above nations, seven nations, mightier, stronger, and bigger than them. But he didn't want them to behave like Egyptians in their authority. He wanted them to behave meek and gentle like servants. So he taught them how to be slaves so that they would not treat others like slaves, but that they would treat others the way they would like to have been treated. This all is quite powerful because sometimes we can get so upset by the way others treat us when we don't do any better if we were in that position. And it's so important that we learn in the times of humility, in the times of hardship, how we should treat others by how we would like to have been treated. Do unto others as you would like them to do to you is the law of the prophets, the scripture says. And here, we see the armor of God manifesting itself over his people, which was not an easy thing for the Lord to achieve because they were rebellious against taking on his armor. They were insisting on the answer to come like that instead of the fight life through. Folks, we often show our godlessness in our impatience that we're not willing to trust God in the middle of the trial to enable that trial manfully with a sweet spirit, with a meek spirit, with a long-suffering spirit, with a forbearing spirit, with a gracious spirit, which all develops the character inside for the armor to manifest outside. I pray you can hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you today. I will go ahead to James. I had some other thoughts, but I see my time is slipping away to James chapter 4, verse 7 in closing. It says there, let's start at verse, uh, I mean, it's teaching what I'm talking about. But verse 6, he who gives more grace but he who gives more grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your heart, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself, in other words, in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. The armor of God is the Lord lifting you up above those forces of darkness, those forces of evil that are in this world. 
I believe you can live in such an authority over uncleanness that you don't get tormented with evil lusts and tormented with all kinds of vile passions that urge you to do what's unholy and unclean and un ungodly and to look at it, to watch it on entertainment, that you couldn't bear to touch it. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, do not touch any unclean thing. Be separate, says the Lord, and I will be a father to you and you'll be my sons and daughters. Having these promises, let us purify the flesh and spirit in holiness towards God. You read it there, it's so powerful. I charge you in the Lord Jesus today. Let the armor of God become so powerful outside because of the life you live on the inside in relationship with Him. Amen. Have a good day.